It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm, so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You can tell the mother guys are going plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's raining Jays Welcome back This is the Locked On Celtics Podcast Here on the Locked On Podcast Network And I want to thank you for making us part of your regular routine We're here for you every week We're doing shows throughout this slow period of the NBA But today... I, John Corrales of the Rain and Jays, I cover the team for MassLive.com, we'll be talking about the schedule release. So, actual news happened. Uh, and also, later on, a little bit of Team USA, because they had the blue-white scrimmage over the weekend, and we haven't talked about that yet. So, like I said, I'm flying solo here today. Uh, first segment here, we'll talk a little bit about the general uh, information about the schedule re- release. Just some highlights there. In the second segment, I'll dive a little bit deeper into some of the tougher parts of the schedule, things that are interesting and and kind of stretches of the schedule that might be uh, important for the Celtics, where they might be able to make up ground, uh, where they could have some tough times, whatever. And then at the end, I'll talk a little bit about Team USA. You just heard our intro song. That song is going away. It just got confirmation today. From Millie's new beat, new bars, new intro song is happening. We're going to go into this season with a new intro song. So all of this best squad in the East and all of that stuff, when he said it, when he recorded it, man, that made sense. But unfortunately, that song has run its course. But because Millie's is awesome, he's going to do a new song for us. He says he's just got to get into the studio Once he does that, we'll get that, and you'll have new intro music. So stick around for that. Always, of course, subscribe. That's the easiest way to get this. Then you'll know exactly when the new intro music hits. Uh, We'll have Millie's on the show, too, at some point to talk about his new album. So always shout out to Millie's. Subscribe, as I said. Uh, Go ahead, wherever podcasts available, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and do that. Hope you are enjoying the show enough to do so. Okay, NBA schedule dropped on Monday. So this is the Tuesday show. Monday afternoon, the schedule was released. Uh, shout out to everybody who didn't make the 41 home, 41 away joke. I know that's a, it's a, an easy one to make. I didn't see people making it, so that's, that's good. Don't take the low-hanging fruit. Uh, the Celtics, the biggest thing for the Celtics and for the NBA in general, uh, low, a record low, back-to-backs. Celtics only have 12 back-to-backs in uh, this upcoming season, which is great because usually you would have, geez, I remember like 17, 18 back-to-backs. I mean, they're really doing a great job of um, 
taking the strain off of teams. Uh, hopefully that reduces some of these load management days. Uh, guys, like you think about the older stars in the league, the LeBrons of the world who may be missing back-to-backs or somebody like Kristaps Porzingis coming back off of the ACL injury. Big stars, big names, players that people want to see. If you reduce the back-to-backs, maybe there's less chance that they're going to miss some of these games. You get them out there playing in more games. It's going to be more fun for everybody to see the stars come to town. Uh, Earlier starts for the TNT and ESPN doubleheaders. So instead of starting at 8 and 10.30, they're going to start at 7 and 9.30. Or not all of them, but that's that's a big deal because – now, instead of going to bed at like halftime of the second game, you might be able to last through the late game. And well, I know this is an East Coast bias thing, but a majority of the fans, a good number of the fans, are in the Eastern Central time zones. I mean, that's just what it is. So the earlier starts, the 9.30 starts or 8.30 for people in the Central now you get a game, a West Coast game. You get to see Dame Lillard. You get to see all of these West West Coast superstars. These, you know, obviously the Kawhi Paul George pairing, the LeBron Anthony Davis pairing. You get to see these these players, good teams, uh, and you get to actually watch the game. So that's that's an important thing. No four games and five nights. Uh, that's that's gone away. And, uh, again, back to the load management thing, uh, the Christmas day schedule Celtics at Raptors Christmas day, noon tip off on ESPN. So getting the day started Celtics at Raptors is the first time the Raptors have ever hosted a Christmas day game. So that's, that's big. And, uh, now you know when the Celtics are going to be playing. So first game on Christmas day for them, obviously the second big Oh, first of all, let's just the rest of the Christmas Day schedule starts with Celtics at Raptors, Bucks at Philly. It's the two thirty game. Rockets at Golden State at five. Clippers, Lakers, uh, all of those are on ABC. Those second two, three, second, yeah, second, third, fourth game there, and the last game, the ten thirty game, Pelicans at Nuggets. Pelicans getting a big chunk of national TV exposure. Thank you, Zion Williamson. So that's that. The MLK Day, Celtics are featured on that as well. That schedule starts with the uh, Raptors at Atlanta on NBA TV at 2.30. The Pelicans at Memphis, that's a staple game for uh, MLK Day. That's the 5 o'clock on TNT. The Lakers at Celtics, MLK Day, January 20th, 7.30 TNT, and then it finishes with Golden State at Portland, 10 o'clock start for that. So marquee day there for the uh, NBA and the Celtics heavily involved in that. So Celtics season starts in Philadelphia on the 23rd. So the season, the NBA season opens on the 22nd. Celtics open the season in Philly. That's a big one. Obviously, they go and they play Al Horford. They have three games and four nights right away. So they do Philly, and then they day off, Toronto at home, 
then travel to the Knicks. So that's how the Celtics season starts. Uh, the Celtics are going to be the traveling the most in the Eastern Conference. They uh, under uh, let's see, Ed Kupfer, uh, the Twitter account put together the most miles traveled for each team coming up in the 2019-20 season. The Celtics will have the most miles traveled in the Eastern Conference and the fifth most in the NBA. Kind of makes sense when you're in the Northeast. You have, Everything is far. So they are going to be very much like the Portland Trailblazers. Like, so at Utah, Phoenix, Sacramento, Portland, Boston – that it, those just kind of make sense that those are the the heavily traveled uh, teams. The Celtics do not have a trip where they play the Lakers and Clippers on the same on the same trip like they did last year. So they're going to have to travel a little bit more. And like I said, when you're when you're in the East Northeast, they you have to travel. Everything's far, and so that's that's par for the course with the Boston Celtics. So a lot of miles traveled, but. Like I said, they've stretched things out for uh, the NBA, so there's not a lot of games bunched up. So, and because the Celtics didn't make a long overseas trip like they did last year, there's no weird quirks. This is they have tough stretch, uh, and I'll get to that after the break. But it's it's not the worst schedule in the world. It's it's fine. And so, why don't I take a break? and then come back and we'll get into some of those long stretches there and what what could work what what might hurt them do that after this on the lockdown Celtics podcast NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season from our local experts to your ears these are the biggest stories on the locked on podcast network The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Like I said before the break, the Celtics open up their season in Philadelphia. That's on October 23rd. Three games and four nights to start, but then the Celtics had three days off before hosting Milwaukee. So a little bit of a bunch up at the beginning, but that's okay. It's fine. They'll, They'll deal with it. Uh, and then have a few days off before things kind of level off. They have uh, the Celtics do have a, a home heavy schedule uh, in December and January. Almost half of their home games will be played in December and January alone. So they have a long stretch where they play um, like January. This January is going to be tough. December. Maybe not so much, but um, they have a stretch in December where they have three Wednesdays on the road and then two other road games. Everything else is at home. So December, it's the Knicks, a couple days off, host Miami. So they were in New York to start December. Uh, Host Miami, host Denver after a day off, Cleveland after a couple of days off. Then they have an Indy Philly back-to-back, Indy on the road, Philly at home. Then they have five days off, which is kind of a little... It's a weird quirk, but they have five days off, go to Dallas, day off, Detroit at home, Charlotte at home, a couple days off, Toronto on the road, a day off, Cleveland, Toronto, back-to-back at home, and then a couple days off where they go to Charlotte. And that at-Charlotte game on December 31st is, no, sorry, November November 7th is Kemba Walker's return. So that other one is his second game back. So... A lot of home games there, so the Celtics can have an opportunity here in December and January to get comfortable. A lot of home games, um, maybe maybe they can kind of pump up their their win total there because f- February they're on the road a lot. Uh, big long road trip there. Uh, the first big road trip is actually in November, so they have uh, three games on the road early November at Cleveland, at Charlotte, at San Antonio. Then the the following week, after a couple of home games, Dallas and Washington, they hit the West Coast. Golden State, uh, November 15th. Then Sacramento and Phoenix back-to-back on the road, obviously. Day off, play the Clippers. Day off, play the Nuggets. So uh, that's their first West Coast swing in November. They have another West Coast trip in February. Traditionally, this is about the time that after the All-Star break, start in Minnesota, go play the Lakers two days later, then back-to-backs, Portland, Utah. That's a tough game. Portland and then going to Utah, a back-to-back in the altitude. We'll do our traditional kind of pick every game, you know, wins and losses. I'm going to wait for Jay and Jam to come back to pick all of those, but you can probably pencil in February 26th back-to-back at Utah as a as a loss for the Celtics. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit, but this January stretch is, is going to be, I think, maybe the toughest stretch of the season. There's March... There's a stretch of March there that's not great either, but let's let's start with January. Uh, so after that end of December game in Charlotte, two days off, they come home, they play Atlanta, 
at home on Friday, travel to Chicago for a back-to-back. This is The Celtics have 12 back-to-backs. Three of them happen in January alone. So they have this back-to-back, home Atlanta, road. They're all home road ones too, which is – that sucks. Uh, road Chicago. Then day off at Washington. Day off at home, face San Antonio. Then the next day on the road at Philly. Day off, host the Pelicans January 11th. That's your first chance to get Zion. Day off, play Chicago. Day off, Detroit at home, Milwaukee on the back-to-back on the road. These aren't the worst travel back-to-backs. Going to Chicago, going to Philly, going to Milwaukee. You're not. It, it's not horrible, but Philly-Milwaukee especially going to be tough back-to-backs. So anyway, day off after that Milwaukee back-to-back. Come home, you host Phoenix. You host the Lakers. Uh, that's the January 20th is the uh, MLK Day game. Day off, host Memphis. Day off, road trip. Orlando, New Orleans, Miami. That's the 24th, 26th, 28th of January. Come home, Golden State as your last game of the month. So that's going to be a tough stretch. A lot of home games there, but the back-to-backs, they're going to have to get through that. The All-Star break is two weeks away after that, and then they play every other day. Basically, after that Milwaukee back-to-back, they're on an every-other-day stretch until the All-Star break. Phoenix, day off, Lakers, Memphis, Orlando, New Orleans, Miami, Golden State. All of these, one day off. So no practices here for the Celtics here. Uh, Friday, uh, February, they start home, Philly, road, Atlanta, Orlando home, Atlanta home, OKC on the road, Houston on the road, Clippers at home, all every other day. And then All-Star Weekend happens, and they don't play again until that following Friday. So they have a full week off. And who knows how many Celtics are going to be in the All-Star game, but that's that other road trip that starts up. Um, March starts off with uh, a couple days off, but then a back-to-back Brooklyn and then go to Cleveland. Utah at home after a day off. Now we're in every other day. OKC at home. Indy. And then in Milwaukee, Washington back-to-back. Milwaukee on the road. Washington at home. Day off, Chicago on the road. That's going to be a, a tough little stretch. Four games in uh, three games and four nights. A road game, a home game, and a road game. Chicago. Chicago's going to be an interesting team this year. Not what they were. Uh, not quite as bad as they were in the past. Uh, not going to be a pushover. So that's going to be a tough stretch. A couple days off, home to play the Knicks. Day off, Toronto, Brooklyn. Back to back on the road. Uh, this is another little road trip. Day off, Washington on the road. Day off, Memphis on the road. Come home, Portland and Minnesota to close out the month of March. Uh, this stretch here, the last 10 games, it starts with Portland. This is how March goes into April. And this is going to be kind of crucial for the Celtics because if they're going to be fighting for seeding, they're going to have uh, seven... Let me just count them up. Three, four, five, six, seven home games out of their last 10. So seven of their last 10 games are at home. Portland and Minnesota, like I said, to end March. 
start with Miami in April, day off Orlando at home, day off Milwaukee at home, two days off Indy at home. At least three of those teams, maybe all four, could be teams that they're fighting for position with. Um, at least Milwaukee, at least Indiana. I don't know what Miami's going to be. I don't know what Orlando's going to be just yet. Um, they're not going to be pushovers. They're going to be teams that you might be trying to face, avoid, depending on how the, the season plays out. You don't know how those matchups are going to work out. You don't know what moves they're going to make. So they could be fighting for position with Indy. They could be fighting to maybe try to play Miami or try to play Orlando. Uh, so those are important games. Then they have a, a three-game road trip at Orlando, at Miami back-to-back on April 10th and 11th. Day off at Detroit, which who knows what Detroit's going to be. Obviously, they've got Blake Griffin, um, but they're building a weird team. They just signed Michael Beasley, so uh, who knows what they're going to be. And then last game of the year, a home game against the Chicago Bulls. So an opportunity there for the Celtics in the last 10 games of the season to better their playoff positioning. Who knows what that's going to be, but to have those games at home, uh, you don't know who's going to be resting. Uh, Milwaukee at that point, what are they going to be in the end of April? Uh, are they going to be resting Giannis? Who knows? Uh, is Indy, who, what, what's Indy going to need to uh, be doing there? Uh, so what are the Celtics going to need to be doing? Or well, what's their playoff position going to be? Maybe maybe they have things locked up, but having that home-heavy part of the schedule uh, to end the season can help. That's the schedule. Uh, obviously, tickets are now on sale. Um, probably sold out. Uh, I've seen people talking about maybe coming in. If you're coming in to visit that, end of April stretch, those four games, that, that stretch of, they have one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row at home. Uh, depending on that, that could be an important time. Like I just said, that could be an important time. If you're planning a trip to Boston, first of all, March, April, it's much better than visiting in January. Take my word for it. Uh, you can, if you want, but uh, it's not the best time of year and there's no guarantee at the end of March either. We've had blizzards in April. So, but if you're thinking of coming in from out of town, I would target that end of March, beginning of April, um, and hope that that's a time where the Celtics could be trying to better their playoff fortunes. And you know, look, you get Portland on that Friday, make that long weekend, Portland, you get to see Dame. Minnesota, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, you, you, that, that's going to be a fun team. Jimmy Butler in Miami. Orlando, who knows? Giannis maybe on the fifth. So you have like a solid two weeks there. Uh, Oladipo, hopefully healthy, ready to go, uh, and he'll be at full speed by by then. Well, yeah, that, that's not a bad stretch. So just quickly scanning, I would say that March, if you wanted to get to Boston – at like the 26th, that Thursday, and do like a, 
a wraparound long weekend and try to get that Portland, Minnesota, or Miami game and do like a week, that's a, that's a nice little stretch. I think you could do well there. Uh, I don't know. What other home stretches are there? Beginning of December, Miami, Denver, Cleveland, that could be a time. I'm not so sure you really want to do that. Uh, maybe you do want to visit in January and want to catch that Zion game. That's going to be a very highly sought after ticket. You can get to Boston on January 10th and you have Zion on that Saturday, Chicago on that Monday, Detroit on that Wednesday, uh, a stretch of home games or that following. Now you've got that MLK day. You've got Phoenix on Saturday, the Lakers. If you uh, Celtics Lakers is always a good, good ticket. And then home to Memphis, you get to see John Morant and probably a Celtics win. So that little stretch of three games could be a time to visit Boston. But like I said, take your chances in January. Uh, not so sure about that. But anyway, that's uh, if you're playing a trip, those are your options. Going to take a break. Going to come back, touch on a little Team USA and wrap up the show. Stick around. Coming right back on the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. You are Locked On Celtics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. One thing I forgot to mention, I think, before with the schedule, 25 national TV games, 30 if you count the uh, NBA TV ones. Um, that So you have an opportunity if you're not in Boston, if you're not a League Pass subscriber, um, you can catch the Celtics 30 times on national TV. So... That's not bad. You, you know, you're getting, what's that? I'm going to try to do the math. It's like 40% of the season. Like you can actually get a fair amount of Boston Celtics uh, just by catching your ABC, uh, ESPN, TNT, uh, NBA TV games. So you have that as an option. Uh, Team USA in action, Celt- um, four Celtics uh, involved. Three of them were playing. Marcus Smart still dealing with the calf tightness, tight calf soreness. Uh, hopefully, he's going to be reevaluated at some point in the next couple of days and see if he can return. Uh, as of right now, all four are still on the team. Uh, they had their blue white scrimmage last week. Jason Tatum looked good, 17 points on 6 of 8 shooting. Kemba Walker looked good, 14 points, 4 assists. Jalen Brown struggled a little bit, but word is that he's playing really well in practice, so you know maybe he was forcing a little bit. Uh, I think, obviously, Tatum is a virtual lock to make the team. I mean, he might be the best player on the team uh, or their best scorer uh, on some nights, so uh, he'll... I think he's obviously in Kemba. They don't. They they really don't have a lot of point guards. It's basically I think going to be him and De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Kyle Lowry dropped out. That surgery on his thumb just didn't. It's not going to heal in time. He's not going to get cleared in time. So he's not going to play. So I think Kemba is a lock. He might be your starting point guard. Uh, I'm curious about Smart. Curious about uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen, obviously his strengths are, you know, as a versatile defender, 
uh, and he can be obviously a, an explosive scorer and uh, a guy that can score uh, in bunches and obviously be very exciting on the floor and, and defend other wings. There are a lot of wings on this team, so not 100% sure that, that Jalen's going to make it. But also, one advantage that other countries have over the United States is their team chemistry. And I wouldn't put it past USA basketball to say, if we get into a pinch, maybe throwing four Celtics out there is not a bad idea because they know each other. And if another team's showing some cohesiveness that the Team USA is not, then why not try a four Celtic lineup where they kind of know each other and they can communicate a little bit better. And, and I know Kemba's new to that whole thing, so he do, doesn't really count, but the other guys, especially, uh, there could be some value in that. I'm not sure. Uh, Marcus Smart, I think, even though he's injured, I think he can make the team. The biggest, the biggest question mark now is how do they want to construct the team based on like, uh, Serbia, uh, Teodosic is out. So the best point guard that they're going to face is out and they have Nikola Jokic. Maybe they don't want to get another guard. Maybe they want to bring in another big and maybe that hurts Marcus Smart's chances. However, putting Marcus Smart on Nikola Jokic might not be the worst idea because Jokic, yeah, he can shoot over the top of him and pass over the top of him for sure. But I tell you what, Marcus Smart's going to pick that dude up full court. He's going to make his life hell. Jokic gets frustrated easily. And if Marcus Smart can get up in his airspace and not foul, but make his life uncomfortable, that might not be the worst idea in the world. So I still see value in having Marcus Smart. Also, because they're so thin at the point guard, people, I say it all the time, you know it as a Celtics fan, Marcus Smart is underrated as a point guard. I think having Marcus Smart out there running an offense is not the worst thing in the world. So there's value to keeping Marcus Smart. But I can also see if they decide to go a different direction because of the size, because of the circumstances. So... We're going to wait and uh, hopefully get some news on that. Uh, we are uh, waiting for, I think there's a scrimmage coming up. Uh, what's today? So you're listening to this on the 13th. There's going to be a scrimmage on the 16th for uh, Team USA. And hopefully by then they've kind of made some of these decisions and, and give us something else to talk about. We're going to wait and see. Till then. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe. Uh, all of you regular subscribers, give us that five-star rating. Give us that good written review. That helps us a lot in the Apple podcast rankings. Those are the rankings of record. So when we're doing well there, then we're doing well as a podcast and more people are listening to us. And the more people that listen to us, the more we get paid. That's how this works. So you don't have to give us money you just have to help us get more listeners and that'll help us get more money. See how that works? We're giving you free content and you can help us out 
that way. That's how we pay us. So please do that. And share the podcast. Tell everybody who asks what podcast should I be listening to, you say Locked On Celtics. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and Jay King. Locked On Celtics. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.